not just a belief of mine, it's a real knowing. Knowing that we can take what we love to do, whether it's baking, sewing, painting, whatever lights you up, then we can take that skill and make a great income doing exactly what we love to do. As author of What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60, discovering your core and also your gift is your niche, it has been my life's work to help others, just like you and me, to discover passions, your purpose, powerful messages that you only you have so they can make the difference they were put here to make. Every week I will have deep, rich conversations with real life people that believe just like me. And here's what they believe. When you do what you love in a career, you will never work another day in your life. And this is the way I like to say it. When passion, purpose, and profit collide, that is when you get paid for being you. I'm Patricia Noldrain. Welcome to the podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. Well, as you see by the title of this podcast, I'm interviewing one of my very favorite people. And I'm sure some of you are saying, wow, that's a big statement. Why is this person so special? Well, I'm interviewing a very successful entrepreneur, uh, a wife, a wonderful mother, and guess what? She's my daughter. Yay! Welcome, Pamela Mulroy. I'm thrilled to have you on my podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, you're probably wondering, should I say thank you, mom, or should I just say... <laughs> no, from this point on, we're not mother and daughter. We're really going to have fun doing this podcast because you're going to be able to help so many people listening today, Pamela, and I'm thrilled that you're on. And so I, my first question to every person that I've been interviewing is this, where were you raised and what were you like as a little girl? So I was born and raised in Montana, Butte, Montana, lived there until I was 16. And it was a great, I had a great childhood. I loved growing up in a small town and I guess the way I describe myself when I was young was I was pretty confident and a leader. I definitely had friends that were good friends, a good close group of friends. And I think I was probably the leader of that group, sometimes a little bossy, probably, <laughs> some of them would say, but I was very social love to be outside with my friends and my family. We did lots of outdoor activities, skiing and, and, you know, everything that you would imagine a small town to be. But when I think of me as a young girl, I was definitely confident and mm -hmm. happy. Well, I think you nailed what you were like as a little girl. I would have said every one of those qualities, except I would add, you were very determined. In other words, if you said, I want this pair of shoes, you got those shoes <laughs> for sure yes. because you were just a very determined person. And that's a really nice quality. All of those qualities are. Well, I love that little girl. And so she grew up one day and she had a career. Take us on that journey. What was your career journey? Well, after graduating from college, I, after the age of 16, I moved to Arizona went to high school, college, and after college, just kind of 
didn't know what I wanted to do or where, which direction I wanted to go. So I had a couple of, of jobs that weren't, were not a fit by any stretch. And then I became an executive recruiter working at an agency, your agency in Scottsdale and had an opportunity to help people find their careers. And it was a really, really rewarding field to be in because I got to work with people. I do like people. I like being around them. I loved my coworkers. I liked being able to listen to what people were looking for in their careers and try to find a good match. And so I did that for a few years until the economy fell apart and I needed to come up with another plan, a plan B, because even though I loved the executive recruiting world, you know, nobody was hiring. They weren't calling me to find them the perfect candidate. They were laying off their staff. So I had to come up with a plan B and was introduced to direct sales and which was an industry that I knew absolutely nothing about, but what I had been seeing on social media was appealing to me. I started following an acquaintance from the town where I grew up in Montana and just noticed that she was building a business from home around very small children. And it was a very, very successful business. And so I was intrigued and just kind of stalked her for a while. And finally, one day, my husband said, why don't you just call her and just find out what it, what this is all about? So it was a pretty simple phone call. She told me a little bit about the industry and how it worked and how it could really be something that I add to my plate. And because it allowed me to work from home, I had three small children or three young boys, because it would allow me to be able to stay home with them and be home when they came home from school, that was really my biggest, my biggest concern. That was what I was looking for most. And I thought, well, I might as well try it, see what this does. I started working this business with very, very low expectations, but by about my sixth or seventh month, I saw the power of direct sales and what it could do for me and my family. And so I've been doing it ever since, and it's almost been 10 years. You know, that's always been one of my very best business models is that, I, I, is it called direct sales or is it called MLM or are they one and the same? It's the same. A lot is of it, some people say direct sales, network marketing, MLM. Yeah, it's it's really that model is to me anyway, a win-win. And I have tried to duplicate that model my entire career. I want to go back to what you said, Pamela, about after college, because I really want everybody to hear the process of what we all have to go through because nobody teaches us what we should be when we grow up. Nobody. And so here, here's Pamela graduating from college. What did you graduate in? Sociology. Okay, so you had a sociology degree, and you still didn't know what to do or where to go or where to stand. So you got a couple of jobs before you could even get in the right direction, and then you landed in something that you probably didn't even know 
you'd ever land in becoming an executive recruiter, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, but it had so many ingredients. I could just hear it when you were talking about it. I think you were passionate about that executive recruiting time because you were working with people, you were listening, you were using your communication skills, and you were helping people get a job. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it really had it all. So let's try to connect the the next position that you had, because that business model, as I say, to me is such a win-win situation. Why do you think that you loved that business model? Why are you so successful when such a small percentage of people are successful in that world? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of people, you know, my, my business is in skincare. And so a lot of people think, well, I don't like skincare or I don't care about skincare. And so I could never be passionate about it. And it isn't, it isn't necessarily that you have to be passionate about skincare. What has happened for, I do love it, but what happened for me was I became so passionate about really being able to help other people attain this kind of things that I was also looking for. For example, some of the people on my team, you know, they, they are looking for extra income, just as I was when I first started in this business. But many of them are looking for something different. They, they, they want to be able to be home with their children. They want to be able to tuck a little extra money aside. And you're able to do that with a team of people And what comes of that is you're helping other people and that becomes your passion. You're watching other people on your team grow and build something that's important to them. So for example, when I have somebody on my team who just starts doing this business because they want to earn 500 extra dollars a month, but it bleeds into them being able to send their children to college or retire their husband, or leave a dead-end job that just is absolutely suffocating them, that's when you start to really see this, oh, I don't know, this awakening with this business, because you are really helping other people achieve sometimes really profound things in their lives. It isn't just extra money that they're able to tuck into the bank. That's great. But when you actually see them doing things, achieving things bigger than they ever thought, that's where this becomes so passionate. And and it happens over and over again. And it doesn't have to be these huge, you know, fairy tale stories. Sometimes people are just able to get ahead with car payments or they're able to send their children to extracurricular activities that their kids haven't been able to do before. So it doesn't have to become this huge empire that you're building, but what comes of it is this passion or excitement of helping other people achieve really profound things in their lives. And so that was really the draw for me after about, like I said, six months in this business. Initially, it was just about me being able to earn a little bit of extra money. But when I started seeing other people and what they were doing with this business, that is what really became the passion in direct sales for me. And I yeah. think that's what happens with other people as well. 
Yeah, I do too. And that was interesting to listen to you talk about the product itself being skincare, but then the, the real passion came from helping and watching other people grow a business. And I think that's why I like that business model so much. I would love to hear though, because I don't know the answer to this, just some examples of people that really did something bigger than they ever thought was possible in their life. And maybe let's not say the monetary side, let's say the other side, because I, I know you were talking one time about all the things that were happening just on your team alone with different team members. So mm -hmm. can, can you give an example? Oh yeah, I have so many examples that are just really beautiful. Everything, like I said, happens in this business from people being able to afford a preschool that they've always wanted, you know, and being able to send somebody to college. But, you know, there have been people on my team who have been able to leave dead end jobs. They have been able to, I have somebody on my team that was able to open up an orphanage. I have people on my team who have started foundations of their own for bereaved parents. I have somebody on my team who, I mean, this has absolutely nothing to do with the business, but it's such a huge story that if they had never met through this business, it wouldn't have happened that one of my team members donated a kidney <laughs> to another wow. team member. Yeah. But when you hear about people being able to start foundations for things that are really um, mm -hmm. significant to them that they would have never done before. You know, like I said, there's lots of monetary examples of what people have been able to do, but the things that are more emotional and more personal usually are the foundations for, I, I, I'm kind of all over the place, but another woman on my team started her own private foundation for women who are in abuse, abusive relationships, and she's been able to start her own foundation to help these women just with professional clothing. So really significant things can come from mm -hmm. this business. And a lot of people think that sounds kind of smarmy to, to be saying, but when you set aside the monetary side of this business and you think about the impact that people can make, it's really, really profound. And it is 100% the best byproduct of this industry. I'm really loving this conversation, aren't you? But I want to talk to those of you who want to go deeper. We all attended school at some time. Maybe you're attending school right now, but inside those schools are teachers that have the responsibility to teach certain courses. But what they don't teach is really the most important thing in life, self-discovery. You know the self-discovery that would help us know what we are supposed to do in a career and also that self-discovery on how we're supposed to make an income to really take care of our families? Well, I decided a long time ago, it's time for me to share what I know so I can help somebody with a step-by-step -step process that anybody can follow. I created a digital downloadable course called Your Gift is Your Niche because people were asking me all the time, Patricia, what's my niche? And I'd always say, your gift is your niche. So now I created a course called yourgiftisyourniche.com and I spell niche with an N-I-C-H-E. And in this very affordable, life-changing course, I walk you through very simple exercises. They'll not only help you find your unique gifts, but they'll also show you how to monetize your talents and skills. You know, the ones you came into this world with. 
I'm so glad I created something that I, I, don't even, I don't think, I know it's going to be able to help you in your self-discovery journey because it's a simple six-hour course with action sheets that support everything that I'm saying in the course. And you also get my wonderful book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up? Now That I'm 40, 50, 60. That's going to help you also with different exercises in that book. I'm also glad I made it into a, what I call an SPL course. That's a self-paced learning because we all learn in different ways and at different times. I cannot wait for you to get to know the most important person in your life. That's you. So go to yourgiftisyourniche.com, N-I-C-H-E. And if this page speaks to you, then seriously, invest in you. It's time to claim your destiny. Now let's get back to the conversation. That kidney story just kills me because imagine the, I can't even imagine how all that could possibly happen in life, in destiny, that somebody would meet you, come on your team. Another person would also know through you, get on your team. Is that how it happened? And then they met each other through that? Well, it was, it, it was one of them was on my team and another joined our team. They both live in the same state, mm. but just met because of another person on our team. Wow. And they became close because of living in the same state and, you know, just different events that we would have for work. They would see each other, got to know each other. And in this business, you really are working solo. This is your own business. I mean, we're supported by a huge corporation, obviously, but it is your own business. So you do work independently, but we are a team. And so you do get to know each other and really care about each other, even though we're all over the place throughout the US and other countries that we're in, we work very closely together. So these two people became very close over a short period of time. And when the one heard that the other had been trying to get a kidney through donations and it wasn't working, she felt compelled to do it and was able wow. to, to do it. So they met not through me, but through our team. Oh, wow. I mean, that is an amazing story. And if you don't believe in destiny, <laughs> that yeah. is one, one great story for that. You know, the title of this podcast is When Passion Meets Profit. So I always like to make sure that we're not afraid to go into that issue of money and women that are ambitious and women that are making really good money in whatever field they have chosen to be in. And so what? tell me what like a top producer would make in your company. Or do you even have access to that? Yeah, you know, we don't. We Because quite honestly, and I know that this is sometimes when people, you know, kind of think, well, how does this really work? Because it doesn't matter where you are in the business. It doesn't matter when you join the business. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, this is ground level. Jump in now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter when you join a business. It depends on what you do with it. We all have the exact playing field. We all have the same training. We're representing the same products. We have the same support from our corporate office. So it literally is what you personally do with the business. It makes no difference who's above you. You can out earn the person that brought you into the business, your sponsor. 
It's what you do with the business. If you implement mm-hmm. it and work it, you can make a lot of money in this business. So I can't really say what the the salaries are, or not salaries, but commissions are, because they vary anywhere from $500 a month to six figures a month. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, I've heard that certainly over time that if you get, if you work the business the right way, and of course, I, you have to have somewhat of a passion, I would think before you could really become extremely profitable, possibly not. But I just like always knowing that somebody is, is doing it for all the right reasons. And yes, if one of the right reasons is that they put themselves through college or they get a doctorate or whatever they choose to do with it, I love that when passion meets profit. And so thank you, Pamela, for making that. So it just became very real as you talked about that. But, you know, one of the things that I really feel for the listeners that I really love having something tangible to share with them. And so do you have a tangible piece of advice for them? Maybe some tool that you have used over the years to grow your business in that 10-year stint that you've been in? Mm-hmm. We, you know, hopefully any company that you get into has system of some kind that helps support you. And my company has a really amazing training that shows us exactly how to do this business. And I've had a really supportive sponsor and team to collaborate with. So all of that makes a difference. But then it really is up to you to implement what you've learned. And so, you know, over 10 years, social media has been a really big part of of how I've handled this business. And like I said, it was how I was even introduced to this business 10 years ago. And so I keep that in mind a lot about what attracted me when I was looking at this business, when I was stalking her all those years ago. And so I try to stay very true to that. And so one of the things that we do, it isn't our only way of reaching out to people, but social media is clearly a big way to connect with people all over because we are in the US, Canada, Japan, and Australia. So it is a way for us to connect, obviously, globally. And so social media becomes a really, really important part of this business and really having a system within your social media. So for example, you know, having a presence on social media, both Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, a lot of people have taken it even further with TikTok and all those things, which I have not done at this point. But for example, with Facebook and Instagram, your presence needs to be very authentic and it needs to be a little bit where they're getting to know you and not just your business. So a recommendation would be posting three personal things and then a business it, like throughout the week so that you're peppering your social media with your business. And then the people are able to see another side of you, your personal life, whether it's your family, your, your interests, your putting out motivational, motivational things or something funny so that people are really trying to see a different side of you too. You don't have to get super personal, but people do like to connect with people that they feel like they know. 
So when I was stalking my sponsor 10 years ago and was thinking about this business, I loved seeing about the business, hearing about the skincare, what she was doing with the business, but I also really loved watching what she was building. She was at home with her children, so I'd get to see that. She was doing, you know, outdoor things in Montana. I kind of got a little bit of an idea of who she was and how this whole thing worked and fit into her life in a very authentic, um, real way. And so I think a lot of people make mistakes thinking that it's just all about the business. It's not. It's it. They really do want to know about you too. So peppering your social media with your business posts, but making it more about you and how they can connect to you. And one of the newer things, at least it's newer to me, are being part of the stories. So you're not just posting things on Facebook and Instagram, you're in the stories, which are little videos that where they can maybe hear your voice and and they're only on there for 24 hours. Anybody who's listening to this, I'm sure is very familiar with stories, but those are a really fun way to get to know people too. And that's kind of been a new thing that I've been doing. But social media is not the only way to build a business. If people get into this thinking, well, I'll just post a bunch of stuff on social media, it's not going to work. It's it, it. You have to implement the training that you've been given, but it is absolutely a way to help you build a very, very strong business. You just can't yeah. be intimidated by it. Well, that was really a great tip. I love that whole social media idea because you said something that was so important. You said you have to systematize it. And that's where I think most of us kind of lose our direction because we just go on there and post anything. You have a reason. And you, you know exactly what you're going to be doing. And I think the proof of that, which I really loved hearing, is you watching her back in Montana live this lifestyle that you want. That's the thing about that I can't say enough is build a business where you really enjoy the lifestyle around that business. That's what sold you probably on it from the very beginning. Well, I thank you, Pamela. You were now you all know why she's one of my favorite people on the planet. And it's because she's so sharp, she's so smart, and you have to know she's beautiful. Right, Pamela? Oh god. <laughs> well, you are. And so I want to I want to leave you before I say goodbye to Pamela. I, I kind of wrote down some what I call golden tips and that I heard from her anyway. And how many do I have here? I have five that I heard. And you might, as you listen to her, have more. But here are my little golden tips. Number one is honor your own personality traits. See, that's what she did. If you go back to what she said she was like as a little girl, she honored that through all of her jobs and her businesses. And it made her successful. Number two, make sure you get all the support that you need not just from your team, but maybe from your admin assistant. And, you know, once again, she gets all this support from headquarters and from her own team members. So that's really important. Number three, and I, I do believe this probably is, would be the one that I'd start. Implementation is the most important thing because you can give somebody, well, two people, the same identical training and one takes off and the other doesn't. And the only reason is because this person implemented what you trained in. So that was a really good one, Pamela. The fourth one is 
the, the one that I just said to you, systematizing your social media because then it works for you, showing your personal side of life, telling your stories, and then, of course, telling about your business at the same time because we are business women. And then the last one is to really start thinking bigger about the difference you can really make on this planet. Because if she has people on her team that are starting foundations to things that are very meaningful for them, starting an orphanage for heaven's sake, I mean, doing all those things, you can't do that unless you have profit in your business. So I thank you for those golden nuggets, Pamela. They were really good. And I thank, thank you also for being here with me today. It's been a pleasure. And you're still one of my favorite people on the planet. We all have the same amount of time given to us each and every day. Thank you so much for sharing your precious time with me today. Please join us in our free Facebook group. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. This is a safe place for all of us to have meaningful conversations beyond this podcast. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.